0: Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley, devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. Someday, it was the cry of the civil rights anthem We shall overcome someday. I think someday is the sigh and cry of every human soul. Someday it will be all right. Someday things are going to work out. Someday I will be the person I dream of being. Someday I will dream again, hope again, live again, love again. Someday I will let go of this grudge. Someday I will say goodbye to this spirit of unforgiveness. Someday I will give up the past. Someday I will lay hold on a ministry. Someday I will build bridges to people who need me someday someday I will cast off these insecurities and idiosyncrasies and become the person I meant to be someday I will see my family turn to God someday just one word someday it has so much promise that it can be an anchor but your someday may not be in the distant future your someday may be today hello I'm Ken Gurley and In Daily Devotions this week, we're going to be talking about building hope in troubled times. For centuries, the world awaited the Messiah since the promise in the garden that the seed of woman would crush Satan's heel. People wondered, is this next child the Messiah? They lived in hope, in hope that someday Messiah would come. Someday he would make things right. Someday he would overturn the oppression but people at times cannot seem to see what they have prayed and longed for. Do you remember when the church prayed for Simon Peter who had been put in prison? They prayed, heaven responded, an angel came, delivered him, set him free, and the chief apostle shows up at the prayer meeting, but they refuse to believe that it's really him at the door. They prayed, but if they expected an answer, it wasn't today, it wasn't now, someday. Just not today. It was the same with the arrival of the Messiah. When Jesus sat down in Nazareth, he had just come from victory over the enemy in the wilderness. Now in Luke 4, all eyes are on him. This son of a local carpenter, they all think, what's so special about him? Jesus calls for the prophecy from Isaiah. It was a messianic passage. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. For years they had longed for the Messiah. For years they had trusted he would come and do all of the things that Isaiah and the other prophets had prophesied. Jesus said this day, not someday today your promises have come your someday is today but those nazarenes didn't believe it they were so upset they tried to run jesus off a cliff when god makes a promise we need to add an amen to it the word amen comes from the root hebrew word meaning confirmed reliable faithful trustworthy that each promise of God should have an amen attached to it. I like what 2 Corinthians 1 says, In him was yea, for all the promises of God in him are yea or yes, and in him amen unto the glory of God. In other words, if God said it, he will do it. If God promised it, there's an echo of affirmation attached to it. When we hear the promises of God, we should go ahead and shout, amen, indicating we believe it. His promises are sure, steadfast, trustworthy. When we say amen, we are defying human logic. We defy the statistics and the probabilities and the charts and the graphs and the trends and the spreadsheets. We simply cling to the Lord. We hold to the Lord. Professor Peter Stoner, who authored Science Speaks, stated that the probability of just eight particular prophecies about the Messiah in the Old Testament being fulfilled in one person is one in 10 to the 17th power, something like one in one quadrillion. The eight prophecies that he used in his calculations were, number one, Messiah was to be born in Bethlehem. Two, Messiah is to be preceded by a messenger. Number three, Messiah is to enter Jerusalem on a donkey. Number four, Messiah is to be betrayed by a friend. Number five is Messiah is to be sold for thirty pieces of silver. Number six, the money for which Messiah is sold is to be thrown to the potter in God's house. Number seven, Messiah is to be silent before his accuser. And number eight, Messiah is to be executed by crucifixion as a thief. Those eight prophecies. Only one in one quadrillion a chance of them happening in a person. What does that look like? If you were to take one quadrillion silver dollars and lay them on the face of the state of Texas, they would cover all of the state two feet deep. Now put an X on one of those silver dollars and stir the whole mass thoroughly all over the state, blindfold a man and tell him he can travel as far as he wishes but he must pick up the one silver dollar that is marked on his first attempt. That is the improbability of those eight prophecies being fulfilled. But there's more than eight. There's more than eight prophecies. If you considered 48 of the prophecies, Stoner said you would find the chance that one man fulfilled all 48 prophecies to be one in tenth to the one hundred and fifty seventh power. Okay, let's go back to our silver dollars. I, I don't even know how you do this. Let's—we're going to need something smaller and more plentiful. Let's something as tiny as an electron, because Stoner writes that the probability of Jesus fulfilling just those forty-eight prophecies is roughly equivalent to the total number of electrons in the known universe. So then, blindfold the man. Send him out in spacecraft traveling at the speed of light, give him an unlimited life, and say pick one electron, and that's the probability of Jesus fulfilling forty-eight of those prophecies. But he didn't just fulfill eight prophecies or forty-eight prophecies, but there's three hundred and twenty-four individual prophecies that the prophets wrote concerning the Messiah. There is simply no rational. Logical way to represent the possibility of Jesus fulfilling the prophecies that he did, except to say these words Jesus is God. His promises are sure. People down through time have built lives on those promises. You can rest on his ability to perform what he said he would do. 800 years had passed since Isaiah prophesied of Messiah, and now Jesus says, That someday is today. Our response? Go ahead and say amen. But why did Jesus wait so long? His delays have a purpose. You hear that mournful passage, a day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. What seems so long to us passes so quickly with God. Mary and Martha could not understand why the Lord did not appear instantly by their signs. It had been four days since Lazarus died. Mary said, Lord, if you'd been here, he wouldn't have died. But Jesus said, Mary, do you believe that I am the resurrection and the life? The delay was to reveal his power over death. God's delays always have a purpose. Moses did not go into the promised land. He was taken up to Mount Nebo and was permitted to peer over into it, but he couldn't go in. But hundreds of years passed. And three sleepy disciples awaken to see Moses and Elijah seated with Jesus a week before Calvary. Moses, you're going to see something far greater than the promised land. You're going to see the promised one. For divine delays always have a purpose. We live in the miserable realm of if only. If only this had happened, if only she had not got sick, if only I would have made this decision, if only I would have left just a moment later. But God is longing to get us out of the if only realm into the only Jesus realm, to trust him. That was his message to Jairus. His daughter was sick. Jairus ran to Jesus. He made his prayer request. But in route to the need, a messenger came saying, don't trouble the master any longer. Your daughter is dead. The if-onlys must have hit the father hard. If only I had left sooner. If only I had not waited so long. If only this woman with the issue of blood had not slowed Jesus down. We misunderstand the delays and purposes of God. Jairus was devastated and Jesus noticed. Here's what he said in Luke 8.50. Fear not. Only believe and she shall be made whole. Only believe. God is not slack concerning his promises. He says it's going to happen. It shall. He did it for Jairus and the promise will come true for you. Your someday is today. Say amen to that. You need to prepare for that promise to be fulfilled. Today, The promise is fulfilled in your hearing. That's what Jesus said when he finished reading Isaiah. Nazareth, your Sunday is today. The Nazarenes were not ready for an 800-year-old promise to be fulfilled. By attitude and behavior, they discounted Jesus. Reminds me of a story of Bishop Wright in the late 1800s. A religious college president told Bishop Wright that he believed men would fly through the skies in a few years. Bishop Wright disagreed and said it's impossible. Men are not angels. But when Bishop Wright went home, two little boys raced from the house to greet their father. The boys' name were Orville and Wilbur Wright. Could it be that growing up in your midst at this very moment is a miracle absolutely beyond your imagination? Don't you realize what God can do? He can do exceeding abundantly above all you think or even imagine. Only believe. Say amen to the moment. Nazareth, do you realize who actually grew up in your midst? Did you know that the one who stands before you has all power in heaven and in earth? But that passage says Jesus could not do many miracles in Nazareth because of their unbelief. Get this, their unbelief tied the hands of the great God of heaven and earth. At Jacob's will, the Samaritan woman said, when Messiah comes, he will tell us all these things. And Jesus said, in effect, you're speaking to the Messiah. Your Sunday has come today. That today is the day of salvation. Today is the moment you're going to be made whole. Today is the day that God has set his favor and affection on your home and family. Today is the day you're going to be set free. Today is the day of your provision, your healing, your miracle. Are you prepared for the appearance of someday? What if it happened today? Do you have the vision to see it? The obedience to go for it? The faith to believe it? And the courage to embrace it? He still opens the blinded eyes. Amen. He still causes the lame to leap. Amen. There is no sickness that can be named that the name of Jesus is not higher. He's bigger than AIDS and Alzheimer's arthritis or anorexia, cataracts or cancer, emphysema or epilepsy, melanoma or migraines, the Bible still declares that with His stripes we are healed. There is no problem He cannot solve. Amen. Why? Because your Sunday has come, and has come today. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. Blessed, 90 Days to Change Your World is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.